Dig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, all right. Welcome to HR After Hours podcast, the only HR podcast pulled over for a DWS. That's right. Driving well sexy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Hannah Hampton, how the hell are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. That was so cheesy, but it made me laugh so hard. I don't know. Uh, that's I'm, all. You, that's all I do with these intros is I try to make you laugh. <laughs> so what I've decided is, since we just recently celebrated a hundred episodes, I kind of want to do some best of clips. So here's one of our favorite clips from episode. I don't know, less than a hundred. <laughs> As usual, I'm assuming you have a great topic for us to start off the podcast. Oh, I do, and it's a doozy. <laughs> Given that you have a lot of experience in recruiting, what would you do if you saw a job posting that asked for a preferably Caucasian applicant? Wait, I like on a job board, the mm-hmm. ad, it actually says that they prefer a Caucasian for the role? Yep. This happened. Uh, uh, <laughs> this happened uh, in a Virginia Tech staffing company. They had to send out an apology because they had posted on an online job board, I believe it was LinkedIn, they preferred a Caucasian applicant. So, really? Yeah. Well, let me do something real quick. So for clarification purposes, because I, I don't, we could get some backlash on this. When you say a Virginia technical recruiting company, not Virginia Tech, correct? Correct. A Virginia Tech staffing company. So technology. So that is correct. I appreciate the clarification. But yes, it's a a staffing company out of the state of Virginia had posted on a job description on LinkedIn. I'll I'll read you the, uh, the bullet points, preferably Caucasian, who has good technical background, including knowledge of RPA. Eight to 10 years of experience, relationship individual who can get more opportunities and build the account. So, yes, the very first bullet point was preferably Caucasian. I was going to say, they just started straight out of the gate. We want Whitey. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a little surprised it wasn't preferably Caucasian male. I mean, let's just take it all the way over. I honestly was waiting for you to to read that. I thought I was afraid that that was going to be part of it. Basically, uh, they posted that. And obviously, uh, once it was brought to their attention, the company removed the post and issued an apology. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. I've been following this quite, uh, quite closely. You know, the company said the individuals involved have been fired. So I will, you know, put that on the record that, yes, they did say they were fired. However, an early tweet that had been deleted stated that they were going to be retraining the individual and they probably was probably brought to their attention like you know what retraining's probably not good enough so they stated the individual had been fired and that the job post itself does not reflect and I'm going to quote this does not reflect our core values of inclusive inclusivity and equality so the company had to issue, an, uh, you know, they issued the apology. Of course, the damage was already done. People read it. People saw it. It went viral. But, you know, my question, and I definitely have my theories on it. My question is, how does this happen? How do you let this happen? 
What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I, I'm I'm afraid I may know the answer. Um, so before we get serious, because this is a problem. I mean, let's be very honest. <laughs> oh man, um, you know, I don't even know where to start. You know, well, first, because I, you know, I've got to be me for a second and just say that I have long been looking for this quote-unquote advantage of being a white male in society recently that I keep hearing so much about. Um, I think I would be out of character if I didn't make some sort of asinine remark like that. Um, but since this is obviously a very serious subject and it's it's a problem, my theory, I've not encountered this directly. I think I was felt out to someone I think attempted to try to feel me out, see if I would do this many, many moons ago. When you're with a staffing or placement or direct hire type of environment, you do get clients that want to give you the quote unquote off the record preferences of what they're looking for. I think the closest thing I ever had to this, and it actually wasn't an agency role. It was when I was a regional recruiting manager somewhere where I did have a hiring manager tell me they did want a guy for a leadership role because the entire office was made up of females and he was spending a lot of his time putting out uh, fires that were created by the infighting in this office. And he, of course, was blaming it on the fact that it was a, a group of women working together. And I had to quickly throw my HR hat on and say, well, that's a pretty inappropriate an over-the-top assumption in the first place, and then to take that ridiculous assumption and create the even more asinine and ridiculous solution of picking a specific gender to be the target hire, I said no. And then, like I said, on the agency side, I've been felt out where I could tell they were trying to tell me what they needed. And I said, well, hey, I, just so you know, I'm writing down everything you tell me because I got to make sure I hire specifically what you're looking for. And that was my way of kind of warning them, don't go off the rails here, chief. And I actually, no, not to, sorry to interrupt. I actually no, please did do. Exper- I experienced this. I worked for a short amount of time uh, in a recruiting department for a tech staffing agency And we received a job post where it said, and this is a little different. It wasn't as blatant as preferably Caucasian, but the post said, no arrogant Americans. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's a true story. So, but here's the thing. I had come from working for a very big company where there was a lot of pieces in place and you were expected to do your job and do it perfectly. So we get the job rack, it comes in. I read through the bullet points because I always did this before I posted it to our our job site and all of our job boards. I read it and I'm like, I am not comfortable with putting this language in there. It's terrible. So, and I did this for all the job postings. I clean them up. I wanted it to look good. I wanted it to be grammatically correct. So I removed the no arrogant Americans. Well, fast forward about two days and the president of the company runs into my office. He's like, Hannah, 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 did you post that position from client? I'm going to not use the client's name, but I said, yes, I did. He's like, we were told to remove it immediately. There was some language that wasn't appropriate. And I'm like, Mr. You know, Mr. Company president, again, I'm not going to use his name. 
I'm like, I gotcha. I know exactly what you're talking about. I removed it. I wasn't going to let our company look like we were expecting this type of person or saying a certain type of person could not apply. And I definitely looked a bit like the hero. But like I said, I experienced not as bad as preferably Caucasian, but no arrogant Americans. And what had happened was another staffing company, and I think similar to what happened here, another staffing company had posted the ad verbatim as it came through the vendor management system. And somebody complained about it and they got in trouble. And I felt really good about my skills, my decision-making skills, because <laughs> come on, man. And I'm thinking that's exactly what happened here. But my my question to you, even if it's your first day in recruiting or HR, wouldn't you know that it doesn't, something ain't right about preferably Caucasian? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm going to guess that they did a copy and paste maybe from a client email. I mean, obviously, they didn't do this on purpose. But, I mean, this means that, or the way I look at it is, when you get caught, that's not the first time you did what you did, right? Mm -hmm. So, they have a client. I don't know if they're going to throw them under the bus to save their own skin later, but they have a client who they let give them that type of direction in hiring before with a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean, know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and of course it's not supposed to make it into the ad. The, the bigger question is who is this client that they were posting for? Because chances are, if we were to dig deep and someone were to do an investigation of this client, I would imagine they would find that their hiring practices were extremely discriminatory. Yeah, it does. You know, it makes me it makes me wonder that quite a bit as well. And, you know, I, I think what had happened, it, it slipped through the cracks. Whoever was posting the job, cut and paste job, didn't review it, probably in a hurry, maybe had a million other things to do. But it's, it is puzzling and concerning. The company wouldn't have anything in place with regards to ensuring that this didn't happen. Or, you know, again, if this came through a vendor management system or an email, the, the company that they're working with, what do they, what practices that do they have in place that this would actually get out to their partners? You know, and you think about you, as a recruiter, uh, a staffing company, you're partnering with various companies, but how did the company let this out and out to their recruiting partners? Like to me, that's super troubling and makes me wonder about the company that they were recruiting for. Well, let me tell you, Lee Harvey, I have another conspiracy theory. What if the reason this made it to print Mm -hmm. was a recruiter or recruiting coordinator that was absolutely appalled by this client's hiring mm. practices and decided to let it slip by. Um, and they probably knew that they, you know, hopefully they had another job if they were brilliant enough to do that. And maybe that's, that was someone's passive aggressive way of saying, I want nothing to do with this type of hiring practices. And I think it's asinine that we've allowed a client to get away with this. So I'm going to sabotage it and uh, blow the lid on this, uh, this, this whole act of discriminatory hiring. You know, that is a good, I like that theory. And it makes me think also like maybe it was a disgruntled 
former employee who was fired, who had access to logins and went on to the job board and, and posted that. Like there's so much that it could be and that you brought up a good point that maybe it's somebody who's pissed off and decided to take measures into their own hands and did something well very tasteless and caused an uproar um you know that's a, a possibility that it's just somebody who's disgruntled or just plain pissed off yeah maybe they walked out the door with their arms held high and their middle fingers extended and said i am out of here and left in a blaze of glory and if that is the case I would love some follow-up on this story. And if we find out that's what happened, I want you to know, Mr. or Mrs. Whistleblower, you are my hero if this was done on purpose. Because I think this is still a problem that exists when Mm -hmm. companies in all sorts of different uh, businesses use outside vendors for their staffing and they want to have those off the record conversations and well you know there's uh, things we talk about on the record and here's let me let me tell you what I really would prefer and you know there's there's no time or place for that anymore it just it just doesn't exist anymore we have got to hire the most qualified person and if their personality is unbearable then you just don't hire them because they can't work well with others right Right. in my early years my report cards were all straight a's except for the part on works well with others i got a big B minus because I could be a pain in the ass, but in all, you know, it's like my favorite thing is, do you remember Hannah in any of your business courses where you had group projects and there was always a team that they got stuck with some slackers or people would migrate to the one person they knew to work their ass off. And you know, that person would go to the professor and say, Hey, listen, I've got some people on my team that aren't holding up their end of the bargain. I'm doing more of the work. And nine times out of 10, back in the day, I don't know if this is still the case. I'm extremely old. Um, But back in the day, the canned professor response would be, well, guess what? Welcome to the real world. That's how it is in business. People like you are the ones that work hard and you're going to carry other people. And at some point, they'll get caught. Well, I think it's the same thing with this. No excuse for off-the-record conversations in your hiring preferences. Your hiring preferences need to be someone that's going to impact my business in a positive manner and move it forward, no matter what their race, their gender, sexual orientation, whatever it is, I don't care. Whoever's going to do the job best, because I guarantee you, there. I, I know that there are people listening to this saying, you know what? I hear this happens to me once a month or every couple of months, or I have this one client that they have these discriminatory hiring practices that they have to tell me about off the record. So hopefully it was a whistleblower and this company is going to have to change. Hopefully the client gets called out on it. And if it was an accident, you know me, I believe all things happen for a reason. So we'll call it a happy accident, just like my second born. And that's all we have to say about that. Well said. And I I agree. I agree. And I'm, you know, I hope that more companies, if if this happens, they get called out on it. And luckily with social media and the speed of the internet, nothing is going to get past people anymore. So I hope it certainly brings uh, terrible hiring practices to light and helps eradicate them from our world so that we don't um, have to, to, to try to find these things and try to correct and course correct. So well said, I appreciate your insight on that. 
No, I love it. And I think this would be a great topic for our listeners to share their experiences. Remember, we will do name and company withheld upon request. But I would love to hear how some of our listeners have combated these type of uh, unlawful hiring practices and off-the-record conversations. Or, you know, if Mm -hmm. you are listening and you are stuck in a bad situation and maybe your boss has even said, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, I understand you don't agree. Do the best you can to deal with it however you can. If you're listening and, and you're not comfortable with that, stop doing it. And I'm not a big whistleblower. I'm not that running tell mom type of person. You know, I, I read recently that can talk to my lawyer is the adult equivalent of I'm telling mom. Well, you know what? Every once in a while, it's okay to tell mom. And I think this is definitely one of those cases. Totally agree. You know, on that note, I'm going to go tell mom. <laughs> well, hey, Hannah, I am real excited that we have a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me a little bit and our listeners about our new sponsor, Yogi Raw Life. All right. So Yogi Raw Life is a cork yoga mat company. The brand was started from their love of yoga and renewable resources. They said they're here to inspire healthier communities by creating superior quality cork yoga mats that are socially and environmentally conscious, functional, and fashionable. And they do have a special uh, for HR After Hours listeners, 10% off by using the coupon code HRYOGI, that's HR. Y-O-G-I, and that's for 10% off your order. And you can order the mats at yogirawlife.com. That's Y-O-G-I-R-A-W-L-I-F-E.com. So Yogi Raw Life for a quality cork yoga mat. Awesome. Well, welcome to the HR After Hours team, Yogi Raw Life. And Hannah, you have a successful day. You too. 